welcome to Desert City. I'm your host and DM, Jazza Bromwitz. I'd like to extend my gratitude to anyone listening in to this podcast and a very special shout out to those who have been tuning in for Renaissance City and all the amazing content produced by TTRP Theater. Speaking of TTRP Theater, they produce this show and a ton of outstanding content. So please go check it out at ttrptheater.com. We're going to switch gears for a bit and explore Calumport, a vast desert city for a D&D 5e actual play. Join Duke Walter as Ellen, Chris Freedom as Theo, and Dean Martin Jr. as Kevin for this special adventure. This is my first time DMing a D&D campaign, Chris's first time playing D&D, and Dean's first time playing 5e. We may not get all the rules right, please don't add us. But if you would like to let us know what you think, please tweet to us about the show on X at RenCityPod. That's R-E-N-C-I-T-Y-P-O-D. Now let's get on with the show. sheet ready uh yeah i don't oh really <laughs> no you don't even know it's the funniest it's a thing trope. it's a trope i don't know how it became a trope but jesus it's christ too you, reliable. Keep it up. you keep it up it's too reliable it's annoying fuck i want to know where it is <laughs> it should be on that if i follow that link i should be able to get it yeah yeah if you go dndbeyond.com, right, and when you get to the homepage, I'm already logged in, so that should be easy. Okay, got yeah. it. Oh, it's already here. That's all I had to do. All right. Welcome to Desert City. First, let me tell you a little bit about where you are. You are in Kalimport, which is the sprawling capital city of the country of Kalisham. For most of its existence, it was by far the, the largest city in all of the Faerun. Kalimport is between the Calm Desert to the north and the Shining Sea to the south. It rests at the mouth of the Column River and at the very southern end of the tradeway. To the west of Kalimport, the coast extends south, forming a natural harbor of the city. This metropolis is a huge place. It measures almost six miles from east to west and three miles from coastland to the northern border. Because Kalimport has such a long history, including at least 12 times the city's been almost completely destroyed by fire, flood, or war, most of the older buildings of the city have been rebuilt or merged into newer ones. One can find ancient byways, rooms, other structures integrated into the others either by luck or by knowing the right people. Perhaps surprisingly, the city does not have a full wall around it, but the city would be very difficult to place under siege due to its massive size. Kalimport is built using the Durdok system, an interlocking series of small bricked walls and neighborhoods. All the Drudoks were organized into groups of two to five called Dobbins, which in turn were grouped into wards. Kalimport was subdivided into 17 wards, which are like cities, 53 Sabins, which are like towns, and 166 Drudoks, which are like neighborhoods. Even though this may seem daunting for a foreigner, most locals rarely abandon their home Sabins. Each Sabin was a walled zone averaging about 3,600 inhabitants, and it works as a self-sufficient town. It has its own water supplies, its own guards, markets, residents, and so on. 
The conditions of the Drudok and the Sabin boundaries are varied greatly between rich and poor regions of the city. In upper class regions, the walls might be improved by some intricate stonework or glazing. And in poorer areas, the walls have been trampled to mud and the walls are a little more than stepping stones. You are in the Faith's Ward, located in the northeast part of the city, just north of the Palace Ward and south of the Trade Ward. Ellen and Theo, you find yourselves at the bar of your local watering hole, the Mystic Inn. It is a large space filled with all kinds of patrons. You can hear the clinks of mugs, the laughter and revelry of the customers, and the sloshing of liquids. It smells of ale and wet wood. Behind the bar, Gozes Yazovs, a human man, is busy preparing drinks and chatting up the patrons. You used to come here often to download the week's events and blow off some steam, but lately it's been inconsistent. You both are sitting at the bar. What are you talking about? I mean, I didn't intend to spill the drink on her. It just, it kind of happened. I mean, the, it was packed, you know? I mean, it, it was packed. I, I don't know, man, I think I blew it. I mean, I, 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 I thought she was into me, you know? I mean, we, we were, we were having this great conversation. I don't know. I. You give up too quickly. Be patient. Reapproach. Give her time to be distracted, and reintroduce yourself. Yeah, what? A, it, it's. <sighs> Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. And besides, ye ye of little faith, you don't know how she works. She may find your your clumsiness to be endearing. You should have seen the look on her face. I don't, I don't think it was endearing, you know. No. Uh, <laughs> mug, mug of ale all down her, you know. I mean, this dress was exquisite. She, she was obviously, she was obviously out to do, you know what I mean, to have a, a good time. She, you know, on her way to a big party or something like that. I mean, she was, she was dressed up. Well, it's like we learned in the church. Sometimes your biggest misstep is your greatest opportunity for success. You just have to lean into it, come back, and commit yourself. As you guys are talking, Gozes starts to approach you with two fresh mugs of ale. Ellen, what does Gozes see? Um, Gozes sees a half-elf. Not super um, well-dressed, um, but not... You know, I don't, I don't look like a street urchin, um, a little bit in between. Um, definitely, obviously an, an adventuring type. Worn leather armor, a short sword at my side, auburn hair, um, kind of medium length, um, swept over one side, um, swept over my, my right side. Um, a few small bangles, nothing... Nothing extravagant, but um, some some very well crafted leather bracelets and a and a necklace. But you can't you can only see that he's wearing a necklace. You cannot see the pendant or or, or jewelry or any of that sort. It, it it's tucked under his leather armor. 
in Theo, what does Goza see when he looks on you? You're muted. Are you muted? Oh, it was so good, too. You guys missed it. <laughs> <laughs> As is the way. So uh, he sees, uh, he sees a, a large, light blue man with, with a stoic face, pointy ears, uh, long brown hair, and um, how's he dressed? He has like a, like a robe, but it's, it's like a low end, kind of like a, more like a potato sack type of robe <laughs> instead of like a high end flowing, like of somebody important. But um, he also has some, some leather uh, protective gear under it. Either one of you or both, as Goza starts to approach you, give me an insight check. Chris, do you know how to do that? I have no idea. I'm, I'm reading the sheet. I have no idea what's going on. Here. So that column, that column, long column in the middle that has all of your there it is okay. acrobatics and animal handling and all that. If you click on the button next to it, ooh, nice. Uh, uh, Ellen got an 18. Nice. Oh, dope. That's neat. Yeah, slick, right? Yeah. Wow. I'll put my dice away. Okay, 15. With a 18 and a 15, uh, you both know Gozes. You've been here many, many times. Is Gozes the owner or is just the bartender? He's the bartender. Okay. Um, he seems nervous or distracted as he approaches you. Oi, gentlemen, good to see you again. Uh, can I get you a refill? I've, uh, I've actually taken the liberty of uh, preparing some, some mugs of ale for you both. Thank you. Oh, of course. You're a kind man. Thank you for always taking care of me. How are you today, Gozes? Oh, I'm all right. You know, it's a, it's another day, uh, a, another gold piece, as they say. Here you are, gents. And he slides two mugs of ale towards you. Uh, uh, if you'll excuse me for more, I have a, a few more, a few more uh, mugs of ale to pour. One, he, one question. Well. One question. Uh, yeah, before, yeah. One question before he goes away. No, no, no. For you, Jazz, as DM from Duke. Okay. Is my relationship with Gozus or our relationship with Gozus? I mean, this. I assume this is kind of our regular spot. Do I know that he speaks any other languages besides common? Is he is he in the in the world of you know what I mean? Where I could use something secret like thieves can't to speak with him. He, as far as your your relationship with him is is friendly but not familiar okay uh and as far as you know you know he just speaks common um and and you've you know had some deep conversations over a mug with the bartender right but gotcha. with the bartender yeah exactly gotcha. okay um i i i push a you know i i push a half dozen coppers uh, across the bar um and then plop a silver down on top of it silver's for you bro and then let him scurry away. Right before he scurries away, um, he looks you in the eye and sort of looks to the bottom of your mug, like maybe there's something underneath it, and then gives you a nod and scurries away to pour his next drinks. I pull the, you know, I keep the mug on the bar and pull it toward me and um, try to lift up the mug a little bit and slip out whatever's underneath it. As you pull the mug towards you, 
looking towards the bottom of it, you see a small piece of parchment rolled up and nestled between the bottom of the mug and the bar. Theos notices what's going on as well and leans in. Hey, uh, I'm sure that's important, but you know the rules. You don't get to read the note until you drain the ale. (laughs) I crush the ale. Hell yeah. (laughs) And Theo, do you you drink yours as well? I will not be challenged. No way. Uh Uh-uh. Absolutely. Absolutely. Will not be challenged. As you lift yours up, Theo, uh, you also see a parchment underneath your glass. And gives uh gives the nod, tilts it up, and and drains mine as well. Yeah, slam not slam, but you know what I mean. Put the mug back down on the on the counter. Um, I am much faster at chugging than Theo. Theo, you know, Theo thinks that he can, you know, put back beers. I think Theo can outdrink me, like over a, an extended period of time, but. You know, in a chugging contest, he ain't got me. No way. Yeah. He's got that elf grace. He's got, <laughs> Ellen's got that elf grace. It just yeah. seems to slide down in one gulp. Yeah. Well, and the, and the beauty of that is that, is that Theos knows the way you feel about that. And right. so he will, he will goad you, but <laughs> I'm in no fucking hurry to drink that thing anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just casually tilting it back. I'm not actually racing. I think it's great to get you excited about it. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, yes. Um, and I, down below the, you know what I mean, the the line of the of the bar itself, so that it's not quite as obvious. Um, you know, kind of on in my lap, um, I open up the parchment to see what it says. Are you trying to? You're you're trying to, not be obvious. Yes. To the patrons around you. Correct. Give me a stealth check, please. Turns out Ellen's character can't read. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Important information for the zero session. Damn it. <laughs> As a cleric of Lathander, okay, you cannot fine, read. Fine. That doesn't make no, sense. No, no, make... Oh, I can't read? You can't read. I wasn't about to put that on me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, take your own advice. Stop telling me how my fucking character yeah, works. Yeah, exactly. Okay? I know. Right? <laughs> Uh, I got a nine on stealth. You know, I think it's it's probably this this place is fucking packed. Yeah, I mean, there's so many people there that you know nobody's really looking, but it's impossible to to be to be too stealthy uh, just with as many people are here. Okay, what's it say? You unfurl the parchment, and in a script that you recognize, it says. Meet me at the temple, and it's initialed D-E-M, who you know to be Dawnbringer Eos Morningwood. Um, he's calling. Not feeling it, bro? No, I, man, I thought we were going to... Oh, it's fine. It's fine. Oh, uh, we got all day. Let's go check his box, and we'll uh, we'll come back and hammer this shit out. Okay. Theo unrolls his. Now he doesn't feel like it's of any importance to be stealthy, so he just looks at the damn thing. 
yeah, why has he got to play these games? Why, you know what I mean? It's, it's <laughs> he's he's got the fucking bartender giving us secret messages under right. our mugs, right? You know, I mean, yeah, he he thinks he's so right. This guy uh, we've known for decades, like, just yeah. has to send a secret note through a bartender to get us to go. Right? Come on. What? Come on. Uh, it's fine. It's just it's uh, just so weird. What's mine say? Yours says the same thing. Okay. Hey, uh, shit. Pause. Did you lose your character sheet hey, or something? Hey, Gozes. <laughs> hey, Gozes. Oi, How oi. fast can you give us one for the road? Oi, right away for my two for my two favorite patrons. And he quickly pours you two mugs of ale in parchment uh oh shit <laughs> in, in a parchment <laughs> tube uh oh yeah don't don't worry about returning the the parchment there too too full the road nice uh so theo theo slides over six coppers and a silver as well Are, is this uh, just like does he just have you hold on to these notes is that you know what i mean and then uh, yeah okay whatever the come report to me note yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not really at liberty to say uh, how, why, uh, uh, I do, uh, for who, but, uh, well, I, f- I feel like it's friendly. Oh, it's totally friendly. Goes this. I'm just, uh, I'm just baffled at all this 007 bullshit that Morningwood thinks that he has to go through. It's just, it's hilarious to me, making himself feel like some kind of super spy. Goes this. Where does your loyalty lie? If I come in here tomorrow and I need you to turn on Morningwood, where are you living? Give me an insight check. Five. (laughs) Oh, I'm with you, sir. 100% with you. Good to know. Good to know. All right, brother. Um, So as you guys, are you guys going to go towards the temple? Yeah. uh, So Theo is, Theo is, uh, tipping back the beer with intent to leave the parchment on the bar and not carry the wet paper with him. <laughs> okay, hold on. Chris, animal Chris, Chris, what fucking chair are you sitting in? Oh, is it driving you crazy? Oh my He's God. Is it a squeaker? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's going to drive you nuts. I, I don't really have a good option. Um, Creak? Oh, yeah. Okay, here we go. I'm giving any spinal comfort to this game today, so I want extra points on all my rolls. <laughs> yes. You get a plus yeah, one to everything. But the yeah. chair is silent, so you got that. A plus one to everything. Yeah. Ugh. You have an inspiration that you can use anytime. Right. There you go. Inspiration. Um, so in, in his new enhanced audio state of mind, Theo slams that beer twice as fast as Ellen. Yeah. What, oh, show off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go see what this guy wants. So as you start to make your way towards the temple, Theo, why don't you tell us a little bit about the history that you have with Dawnbringer Eos Morningwood? Yeah, so Eos, uh, Eos and I, like he's... He's kind of like a, a father figure to me, to be honest. Um, let me pause 
am I telling this to the listeners or am I telling this to someone in the game? You choose if you're telling the listeners or you can have a conversation with Ellen discussing your history. It's up to you. Gotcha. I mean, Ellen knows. So I guess that's kind of weird. So, all right, I'm doing like a narrative, I guess. Okay. So honestly, it's before I recall. But I was I was abandoned. I had I had no no adults in my life. I was uh, helpless and vulnerable and needed someone to care for me, or I would die. And Eoth Eoth gave me a lift. Eos <laughs> took me in to the church, and I actually I actually was raised in the church, uh, lived there, um, and kind of always had I became kind of a I was a I was more of a child of the church so when something needed to be done in the church they called on me because I was there in all my free time anyway um, basically I've learned all the basic functions uh, that happen inside of a church it's so innate that like to me it just seems like going to the house it's not that I'm not spiritual I'm totally spiritual it's just it's a default mode spiritual, like it's who I am. And, you know, Eos has brought me in. And so I, I feel like I will always be indebted to him. And yeah, you know, he's kind of that old older brother too, that like maybe takes advantage of that, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much he takes advantage of me. I'm always going to have a bias toward helping him. Same question for you, Ellen. It's it's similar to Theo, but as someone that um, doesn't have the faith necessarily that Theo has, um, as I have matured, it's become more of a professional relationship. Um, I still, I mean, I think I still have strong feelings for Eos, but. You know, I, I was I was always a, a kind of juvie detention kid anyway, um, chip on my shoulder. And he fostered the good parts of that in me, um, taught me structure, taught me my actions had ramifications and helped me to make better choices still allowed me to be myself and 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 wasn't trying to control me um but teach me and mold me into something that would 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 be better or teach teach me how to better serve myself and the community instead of just be shitty little criminal um you know running the streets just trying to make ends meet can I add something in there? Of course. Of course. So this the way I see it. Eos has his own agenda. He utilizes the church to fulfill his agenda. It's not, I, I wouldn't say that we've seen it as evil, but it's clear that sometimes we're doing things for Eos and not for the church. Um, and the way I see the, the characters fitting together at least, and, and Duke object if you want to, but I, I kind of see it as the further Ellen falls away from Eos, the more um, the more his involvement 
is really hanging on his loyalty to me instead of to EOS. Does that make sense? Yeah, I would I would agree with that. Um, my my loyalty first and foremost is to Theo. Um, I still feel indebted to um, the Dawnbringer to EOS, but again, as I as I have grown out of out of the the school and and um, you know into into adulthood and 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 adventuring, and and I think that was part of his goal with me anyway was to you know get me to be independent and get me to you know be able to move forward in my own life and and make my own decisions, just make better decisions than the path that I was on. Um, but yeah, I think he definitely uses us in a, in a variety of roles. Sometimes it is mandates from the church. Many times it is his own personal um, choices to use us in a variety of ways. So as you... <clears throat> Make your way to Dawn Tower, which is a temple dedicated to Lathander, uh, located in your ward. It, it's it's a place you guys have both been to a uh, hundred times. It's it's where most of the Dawnbringers are located, and in fact, the high um, the highest of of them, the high the high highest Dawnbreaker Dawnbringer of all uh, the temple is stationed there. The most distinctive feature is the central tower, which rises to about 200 feet, about 65 meters. Um, and it's surrounded by four smaller towers and it's adorned with intricate carvings and reliefs and scenes from Lathander's mythology. And it includes uh, galleries, libraries, various courtyards, uh, and the libraries themselves are on either end of this uh, massive temple. So you make your way up uh, to the temple. What do you do then? We head right for Eos's chamber. You know, I mean, I don't, I mean, we, this is, this is a place that we frequent. Um, you know, I mean, I, I think, I think we know, I think we know a multitude of people by, by name. Um, you know, this is a, we are, we are common participants in, in many things in, yeah, in and yeah, around no, the temple. That's 100% true. I mean, you've been here throughout your entire lives, uh, and you know most of the Dawnbringers. Yeah. Uh, even if you don't know them personally, you've seen them around, um, and you both are very, uh, very intimately connected to this church, even though neither of you are necessarily active parts of that church. If he's not in his chambers, uh, he's been... He's been really digging deep on a topic, and I've seen him in a nook over by the library times. Let's go. Let's go see if we can find him. Sure. Uh, so you go to his chambers, and that is where he is. You notice that he looks very different. Um, he is a human man, average height. He's got sandy blonde hair um, and pale blue eyes. You notice that his skin looks a little paler, his eyes seem sunken, his hair appears to be thinning, he just looks weak. This is unusual, he's probably 45 years old, middle-aged man. You've never seen him like this. It doesn't seem unusual based on my mirror. 
<laughs> I see that guy every morning. Yeah. Um, all right. I started losing my hair 30 years ago. <laughs> right. <laughs> like 45. Shit, yeah. my chips were cashed in by then. I don't know what you're talking he about. Has, he has uh, less testosterone than you guys. <laughs> Sallow. For the moment. Anyway, um, we got your note. Yes, yes. Come in. Come in, please. What's up? What's What's on your list today? There's something I... Something I need to discuss with you both. Spit it out, old man. Oh, Ellen, I've always appreciated your sense of humor. I'm, um, I think it no surprise by looking at me. I'm dying. What's, how do you know what's happening? What's going on? Of, of what? I've not been able to identify the exact cause, but I have some affliction that is wearing me at an expedited rate. And um, I fear that uh, I, I don't have much time left, but I have been communing with other clergy. I've been researching in the library my condition, and I do think that there may be a way to reverse or arrest the condition, but it comes at a great cost. How do we help? How do we help? Let's do it. Theo, you... I knew I could count on you. I, um... This is an undertaking that would be very difficult for any one person, but I'm hoping between the two of you with your skills that uh, maybe... Maybe there is hope. There is... a specific spell component that I believe will help me reverse or arrest this condition. I know it to be within this ward's walls... And I have heard rumor that he who holds it, or they, I'm not sure who has it, but I am told that they are asking 10,000 gold, which I recognize is a near impossible amount to, to raise. What do, you, what do you mean? This is your life. You're telling me that the church won't pony up for that? That's unbelievable. The church has fallen on... Hard times lately, Ellen. Lathander's light doesn't shine as bright as it once did to the denizens of, of this ward. They look to they look to other things now for inspiration. They no longer look to Lathander, and while the church can pony up, as you say, some of the the cost, it it cannot afford the entire amount. Is there another way or does it have to be money? Well, as you know, I often reach out to you both when there are things that perhaps need to be done but aren't necessarily within the normal confines of, of the church. If there is a way to obtain this without the money, well, all is well that ends in the light of Lathander, so I guess that's all I have to say about that. So what, what, is, it, what is it that you need who has it, and 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 how do we how do we get this? We'll do what it takes. Rest assured. The individual component is referred to as the God's agate. It is a stone of immeasurable power. That is the what. The who and the where. I'm afraid I just don't know. I've only heard rumors, which I'll be happy to share, but I have not been able to confirm that any of these 
Leads are anything more than a wild goose chase. I suppose it's even possible that the existence of the God's Agate itself is false, but that's the only hope I have at the moment. Can you tell us more about the malady and the action that the God's Agate will take yes. to help? The malady has quickened my death. I'm not sure how else to put it, but essentially all of my functions are expedited in the sense that I am aging at a rapid pace. Did somebody put a curse on you? Did you, like, is there, I mean, I am, I am obviously flustered. This is, um, this is a lot on Ellen. I, I think it's, like this. it's a lot for both of you. I mean, this is, you know, as you guys just described. Oh, yeah. I wear it on my sleeve. That's the thing. So I you wear look it visibly, on my sleeve. You see, you, you seem look visibly shaken. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fidgety. Uh, you can, you can see how nervous I am. You know what I mean? And uncomfortable. Um, yeah, I'm obviously shaken at this news. Helen, you. You have always been one to wear your heart on your sleeve, and I can tell that you can tell that this has shaken you. I I wish I knew if it were a, a curse or uh, some other some other disease perhaps that that I had contracted, but um, we have been unable to absolutely identify the cause of it. However, uh, to answer your question, Theo, the the God's agate will allow our highest cleric to cast a very powerful spell that can stop these this this damned quickening of my death it is a rare spell and it is a rare component understood where does it come from do you know uh, the origins of the god's agate no one knows the exact origins of the god's ag agate but it is rumored to be a piece of a divine heart concealed in a, in a glass vial. So it's small. Quite small. So it's not something that will be on display, most likely. Okay. Um, what, what else do you know? What else do you know who, you know, about who may have it or where it may be located within the ward? It was told to me by one of our congregation that he had heard of its existence at the glistening harem. I don't believe it's there, but I think that's somebody there knew of it. Well, I'm not opposed to going there. Outside of that, uh, you, you both are very, very familiar with Alani Crestwood. He may know something about its location or rumor. And then you both know Wylam Tate. I don't deal with him, but I know you sometimes get jobs from the Thieves' Guild, and as the leader of the Thieves' Guild, he also may have some information regarding its whereabouts or ownership. Outside of those three leads, I really have nothing. Okay, we'll, we'll get started right away. We won't rest until, until we have this. I thank you. I, I don't have much time. Uh, but I also don't know exactly how much time I have. 
I do have a question, though. Of course. Does Gosis just have, like, a bunch of those little notes just sitting around and you just, like, send him a message and he just, like, passes them along? Or, you know, does he write them in his own hand? I mean, like, it's such a weird little, like, spy net. I mean, I know I know you love to be all, you know, like, cryptic and... You, did, you didn't enjoy the rolled parchment under your ale? No, I... No, it cracked me up. I, I thought it was hilarious, but, you know... It's just... I thought that you would enjoy that. It, uh, you all used to have such fun when I would play games with you like, like that. And to answer your question, Ellen, yes, I, I once spent an entire four months as part of my service to Lathander writing these notes and rolling them up into small parchment. Four months? And then I gave them all to Gozes. I think at one time he had well over... Uh, 179,000 individual parchments. parchments. <laughs> Do they all have the same message on them, or is it like a variety of They messages? all have the same message. I have no need for any other. I have no need for any other messaging. I, I, I prefer to speak in person, as you know. Uh, so they, they all say the same thing. Oh, okay. All right. What, what I love about this process is that every time we get one, we we get super excited and guarded like we're going to get some insider information on this parchment and every time it's just let's go see right i mean it's just it's like this big build up and every time it's like oh no just come see sometimes me. i will Same message i will call gozes on my sending stone that he has and i'll ask him to bring me some stew or some ale and then he'll usually just hand that over to someone with that note. And they bring it right to the church. Smart. That smart. smart. It's like they're Somebody it's like a... you know what I mean? You you're you're they're 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 dashing right to your door. It's um really it's really yes. right. Yes, indeed. It's clever. Yeah. It's clever. You get to you get to eat Uber fast. You could almost partner with eating establishments. Um and and maybe charge a fee for that service. Yeah, that's a oh, that's a really good idea. That's that's incredible. I I hope I live to see that one day. That'd be a great way for the church to raise money. If if nothing else, we will we will help to create that in your legacy. I knew I could I could count on you. So, Eos, I need you to hear this. I I consider you like a father. I will not rest until we've done this for you. I need you to know that we are all in. What I don't have is a lot of extra resources. Can the church bankroll this? I know we're going to be traveling. We may have to bribe people. There may be things we need to do along the way. Give me a persuasion check with advantage. I don't know what the advantage thing is. It just means you roll twice and you use the higher. Oh, okay. Eight. <laughs> Eight's the higher of your two rolls? The other one was four. I'm, oh, shit. <laughs> in, in my four rolls, two of them have been one Ooh. out of a 20-sided dice. Yeah. The dreaded natural one. Yeah. His eyes narrow at you, and he reaches to his side, and he, he pulls out a pouch that looks pretty heavy, and then he pulls out a different pouch that looks a little lighter, and he hands the lighter one to you. <laughs> I, I look over I look over at Theo and I just kind of shake my head and I go, "Why is this exactly the same speech that you give every fucking time that we come in to 
get some kind of instruction from him. I mean, it's like I could I could fucking almost say it verbatim at this point. <laughs> yeah, that's it. No, that's a hundred percent it. Like he like Eos is just like rolling his eyes because you've never changed. You've never changed your approach the entire time. So he already, he already had. So what you have Theo is a bag of 100 gold pieces. So he already had this 100 uh, gold bag and he had a thousand gold bag and he was saving the thousand gold bag. If you were going to try a different approach, which you and he have talked about on multiple occasions. But uh, since you use the same approach, you only got a hundred. He he's even told you that if you just change, but you just can't get out of your own way. What is now? Oh, I I'm doing the talking next time. Okay, I'm doing the talking next time. Go back there and use sleight of hand. See if you can switch the bags. Oh, I'm not stealing from him. <laughs> no, do it. Do it, and then tell him it'll be funny, and then he'll split the difference. We've you you've already tried to get me to do that at least two dozen times. It has I know never you worked. Never will. Right. Did you guys leave the room or are you having this conversation right it's in front as of as we're walking yeah, away? I think it's as we're walking away. Oh, I see. Okay. No, he's heard us have this conversation before. I, I know, I know. You you want me to go up and like give him a hug? You know? <laughs> the man is dying. He needs a hug for God's sake. Just 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 take the hundred. We're fine. Jesus. All right. All right, Eos. We'll check in with you. Thank you. I'm counting on you. This is Desert City, a Dungeons & Dragons 5e actual play produced by TTRP Theater. Jazz Abramowitz is your Dungeon Master. Theo is played by Chris Freedom. Ellen was played by Duke Walter. TTRP Theater is a group of actors, artists, and gamers from all walks of life that play a diverse set of games in a diverse set of styles. We have a wide array of content available for free on YouTube. Search TTRP Theater and subscribe to our channel. Follow us on Twitter at TTRP Theater. Or, wait, it's X. Follow, I don't, know. I don't like saying that. You know what I mean. You know the place with the bird. Oh, it doesn't have the bird anymore either. Okay, you know, go follow us. TTRP Theater, search it all over. Or check us out on the Bird app at Ren City Pod, R-E-N-C-I-T-Y-P-O-D. This is many of the group's first foray into Dungeons and Dragons and Dungeons and Dragons 5e. This is Jazz's first time DMing, so make sure to keep listening and see where it is he takes us. I know I'm excited. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next time in Desert City.